2018 Lisa Dent Show. Dean Richards filling in today on uh, WGN Radio. WGN Radio just celebrating its 100th anniversary, and this coming April will be the 75th anniversary of WGN Television. Uh, Michael Lowe has been uh, chronicling great moments in WGN TV history, and last night, hey, hey, it was uh, a focus on the great Jack Brickhouse. Mike, how you doing there, my friend? Hey, Dean, it's great to be with you. Congratulations, congratulations. I mean, I always enjoy your, your stories and your storytelling, uh, but last night it just was above and beyond. The piece on Jack Brickhouse was just great. You know, that was, as we do these pieces, we're doing something 14 of them up until April. That was one that I thought was one of the easiest to do simply because there was so much material. He worked here for parts of five decades and we had to leave a lot on the cutting room floor, like a lot of good stuff. And the piece itself was 10 minutes. Um, What I was fascinated by, you know, we all kind of remember him as the, the voice of the Cubs, but, uh, the fact that he, he covered five political conventions, uh, I read uh, in, in our research that he even, for WGN Radio, covered FDR's inauguration in 1945. So he did a lot beyond sports, yeah. and his legacy is certainly still alive in the city today. Yeah, I was very lucky uh, when I first started at WGN. He was one of the very first people to greet me, uh, to uh, welcome me to the family, as he put it, welcome to WGN family, uh, you know, and give me a, a, a pep talk about being part of this uh, this great team. Uh, and I thought, he doesn't know me from a hole in the ground. He, doesn't, he has no idea who I am, I'm sure. You know, I came off of a, a music station 31 years ago here to WGN, <laughs> but he was nice enough, nice enough to welcome me, and I, I got to know him and his wife, Pat, and... Uh, you know, uh, a friendship was made, and, you know, he would just tell me these fantastic stories of things that he did and things that he uh, covered. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if a lot of people knew, uh, as you uh, pointed out in your piece last night, he was the very first face to be seen on WGN television a hundred, uh, 75 years ago. That's right. Isn't that amazing to think that he was around basically from the transition from radio into television and in 1948 actually prior to to the first official telecast wgn did an experimental uh telecast of golden gloves boxing about a month prior to that uh gala celebration that was watched by a hundred thousand people but the very first voice the very first face that ever appeared on channel nine was jack brickhouse and I think it's fair to say that he basically defined the station for the next 50, 50 years or so. Sure did. I think a, a lot of people mistakenly think that my Victory Auto Records commercial was the very first thing on WGN. Uh, <laughs> well, it has been playing for a few weeks, few years now. It has been 30. It was the very first thing I did the day that I started working there. It's been on for oh, that, 31 that years. Amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Amazing, but it, it's just weird to think that almost half the time that WGN has been on the air, WGN TV, uh, the Victory Auto Records commercial Auto has been, been on a staple. that whole time. They've, it's just never changed uh, all of these years. When did Brickhouse make the transition to 
strictly uh, Cubs? Because I think, you know, it probably depends on your age, but for a lot of people, you rushed home from school to get home. Uh, you know, Cubs was only day baseball. You rushed home so you could watch Jack Burkhouse and the Cubs on Channel 9 every day. Yeah, you know, it's funny. We just talking to several of our colleagues here when they saw that we were doing the Jack Brickhouse story, they would share memories of we would we would watch Bozo at lunch and then you'd sit there in front of the TV and continue to watch the game. And there would occasionally be a doubleheader where the Bozo show would would be canceled or preempted by. By the Cubs games, and, and Jack Brickhouse would always apologize to the kids and say, Bozo will be back tomorrow. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, that, he it, it's really fascinating because I don't think this will ever be done again uh, in any setting in, cast, uh, in broadcasting. He was the one for the Cubs on WGN radio and then made the transition to TV. But in that time, WGN also showed White Sox games. So he did the White Sox, for 27 years, he did home games for both the Cubs and the White Sox. It's amazing to think that one guy could do both of those games, and you'd think there'd be some overlap, and there was, and you know, WGM would always figure it out with another announcer, but he was essentially the voice of the Crosstown Rivals for 27 years. Uh, and then the Sox went to another station. Jack focused uh, strictly on the Cubs for the last several years that he was on the air, uh, 15 or so, it was strictly Cubs. But in that time, he was also the first TV voice ever of Chicago Bulls back in 1966. Uh, And he did the Bears on the radio for 24 seasons. So when you think about the stamp he put on Chicago sports, all of those memories from those 40-plus years, in, in our minds, he's narrating. And it's, it's just amazing to think. And that was only part of what he did at WGN. I mean, we talked a little bit about in the piece about how he covered the news. He did politics. And he was the guy who was the face of every special event, whether it was the auto show or some fundraising thing that WGN was doing. Jack Brickhouse was front and center. Yeah. And in addition, uh, interviewed uh, presidents, politicians, some of the most powerful people in the world when they would come to Chicago or Jack would go to them wherever they were uh, there. There's and Jack they all, Yeah. They all knew him. It was like, it was, it was really fascinating to watch the, the old clips. For example, there's one that we played last night. Uh, he's talking to George McGovern um, and McGovern says, well, Hey Jack, it's great to be with you. I don't know if you want to talk politics or sports, but I'm ready for both. Yeah. And you know, he's, there's clips of him with Ronald Reagan in the white house, uh, he really was well-known uh, across the country, and he, he really was a giant of broadcasting. And, and one of the things that I, I guess I had sort of forgotten, that it was Jack Brickhouse's uh, upbeat, positive manner in which he broadcast when things were not really so great on the field. Uh, you know, the, the the perennial losers that the Cubs had been. Uh, Jack was always there with a the positive word, and let's get them tomorrow. You know, there's always <laughs> next year. There there was always a positive note from Jack Burkhouse. Yeah, and it, he, he approached his style of announcing, and again, he was a pioneer in this, making the transition 
you know, how do you announce a game for television? And he knew that he had to let the pictures tell the story. And he kind of honed this sparse style where he just kind of interjected that boyish uh, exuberance almost where he'd go, hey, hey, and then woohoo, and oh boy. And, and you couldn't help but be optimistic when you heard that excitement about every amazing play. And even though the Cubs were losing games, and remember this overlapped with basically 40 years of futility, the one really memorable season that collapsed in 1969, he was right. there for that too. Yeah. Uh, he, but but you know we heard from the longtime director of programming Bob Vorwald last night, who talked about how it was Jack Brickhouse who kind of gave that sense of optimism to Ernie Banks, and Ernie Banks uh, imbued that uh, into the fans, and and we as a fan base of the Chicago Cubs kind of all feel that way that even though we've seen so much losing, there was always hope. And every time the Cubs took the field, there was always hope that they could win. And I think that's that's the way Jack Brickhouse approached broadcasting. Yeah, it was just a, a fantastic piece, a million great memories. Uh, I know that you've got many, many more planned. What's coming up next Thursday? And, uh, by the way, you can watch the Brickhouse piece at Uh You can go watch what was on last night. But what's coming up next Thursday? Yeah, every Thursday night during the WGN News at 9, we're going to have uh, a look back at some interesting slice of the WGN story. And coming up this week is the kind of colorful backstory to how WGN got the slogan, Chicago's Very Own. Um, I can just give you a little bit uh, before. We don't want to give the whole thing away, but WGN had a couple of different slogans that were fine, but, you know, but fleeting, and the station wanted in the mid-1980s to have something that would really stick and something that would represent what WGN meant to the city and what it was all about. And so they enlisted uh, some, an advertising agency, Alvin uh, Johns and Laws, and a very colorful character named Mike Watercott, who we tracked down in North Carolina. He lived in Evanston for years, but now is, uh, is retired um, in North Carolina, and we went to talk to him about how he came up with it. And your listeners probably won't be surprised to hear that there was some alcohol involved <laughs> in a brain in a brainstorm session. Wow, those are the so, best. Those are the best meetings. <laughs> yeah. Well, but uh, it, it'll be a lot of fun to to kind of you know because you you don't really think about right? the slogan. It's just the slogan. It's, but it, there's it's a backstory. So, it's to it. so ingrained now. Yeah, it'll be. Interesting to learn. I, I'm just glad they didn't go with their first choice of a slogan. Uh, just shut up and watch. See, that wouldn't have been that wouldn't have been good. I'm glad they went with the Chicago's very own instead. Mike Lowe, yeah, job, job well done. Congratulations, and I uh, hope you have Thank a great you. weekend, Mike. Thanks so much. You too. Talk to you later. WG.